Well, hello there, and welcome to episode 21 of Musical Connections. And of course, I am your host, Zach Snow. And this week's guest is Guchen extraordinaire, Jing Cha. If you haven't seen this girl play, you should go see one of her concerts whenever she plays next. She is fantastic. And we pretty much talk about everything when it comes to uh, studying music, from studying in China to moving here to St. John's and studying ethnomusicology at Memorial. And we talk about her uh, new group, Cha 3, and her two East Coast Music Award nominations for Global Recording and for Roots Traditional Recordings of the Year. We're gonna get to that right after the we're gonna get to that right after this week's newfound releases. And we are gonna start with a brand new duo, Francophone folk group Port O Poutines. And I gotta say, that is a really amazing group name. And uh, they're set to release their uh, debut album next month. Here's their brand new single, their debut, set to be released officially in a few weeks. And we're gonna play it for you first here on the Musical Connections podcast. This is Terra Nuva. J'ai quitté ma Bretagne il y a 60 jours de cela Pour naviguer les océans vers de nouveaux endroits Et pêcher la morue au large où le vent me mènera Ohé, eh oh Cap sur cette terre nouvelle Ohé, eh oh Où la morue m'appelle J'ai traversé la mer celtique vers le soleil couchant Passé l'islande de Groenland et des icebergs géants Secret à la flotte concurrente Ohé, eh oh Cap sur cette terre nouvelle Ohé, eh oh Où la morue m'appelle Il est possible qu'en 600 ans Peut-être qu'on m'oubliera Les livres d'histoire leur raconteront Que ce n'était pas moi Qui a posé le pied à terre Pour la première fois Ohé, eh oh Cap sur cette terre nouvelle Ohé, eh oh Breton qui est loin de sa patrie Un Terre-Neva qui n'est parti que pour gagner sa vie Je laisserai donc cette île derrière et mon camp dans l'oubli Ohé, eh oh, car sur cette terre nouvelle Ohé, eh oh, la morue m'appelle Ohé, eh oh, car sur cette terre nouvelle Ohé, eh oh, la morue m'appelle the Porto Poutines with Terra Nuva on the new found releases portion of Musical Connections. And uh, it, it's been a pretty slow week when it comes to new releases. 
But um, our last new fan release, of course, comes from The Swinging Bells. Here's their next single off their upcoming project set to be released later this year. Look up! There's a rainbow! On newfound releases as part of the Musical Connections podcast. Look up! There's a rainbow! I can see it way up high. Look up! There's a rainbow peeking through the cloudy sky. Look up! There's a rainbow shining in the sky above. Look up! There's a rainbow filling your heart with love. Red like a cherry or a strawberry, fancy high heel shoes. Orange like my goldfish swimming in his dish, like a pumpkin too. Look up! There's a rainbow, I can see it way up high. Look up! There's a rainbow peeking through the cloudy sky. Look up! There's a rainbow shining in the sky above. Look up! There's a rainbow filling your heart with love. Yellow like a dandelion in the sunshine, a glass of lemonade. Green like a crocodile's toothy smile, a St. Patrick's Day parade. Look up, there's a rainbow shining in the sky above. Look up, there's a rainbow filling your heart with love. Butterflies, baby blue eyes, beautiful bluebird. Indigo's another purpley color. Violet has the last word. Look up, there's a rainbow. I can see it way up high. Look up, there's a rainbow peeking through the cloudy sky. Look up, there's a rainbow shining in the sky above. Look up, there's a rainbow filling your heart with love. Filling your heart with love. Filling your heart with love. Alrighty, let's get to this week's conversation on the Musical Connections podcast. It is with Gu Chen extraordinaire and musician Ching Cha. And she is also an ethnomusicologist as well. We talk about her study at for of ethnomusicology when she came here to Mun to study it, as well as being a part of some uh, research uh, organizations such as MMAP and the Smithsonian Folkways Association. And uh, of course, uh, Smithsonian is uh, the place where old recordings of Woody Guthrie and Pete Seeger can be found there. And uh, we're also going to talk about the brand new group, Cha 3, and her two East Coast Music Award nominations. Right now, we are next to connect with Ching Cha. Alrighty, welcome back to the Musical Connections Podcast, and I'm your host, Zach Snow. Well, uh, my next guest really needs no introduction, as she has made some noise already through the six or more years she has been here in Newfoundland and Labrador. Originally raised in Wuhan, China, she pl- started to play the Gu Cheng at six years old, and she has degrees in music performance, arts management, and ethnomusicology. And she has also got many awards and many award nods to her name, which includes Rising Star of the Year, the most recent Music and L Awards, the uh, Global Recording and Roots Traditional Recording of the Year at the upcoming East Coast Music Awards. And uh, she has formed the first Chinese ensemble called the Light Wind Ensemble. And she has a brand new band called Cha 3. And I tell you, if you haven't seen her play yet, I don't know what's wrong with you. You need to go check this lady out. 
and uh, she is a really talented musician. Joining me right now is Jing Cha. Jing, welcome to Musical Connections. Hi, Zach. Nice to be here. And uh, it's great to have you on. Now, I believe we did something back in October when the when the uh, music celebration week happened, when we did a little short interview. But this is more of a kind of a long-form one that I've been mean to get to uh, for the past couple of months. So I'm, I'm happy now that we get to do this, and especially now where I'm covering the East Coast Music Awards. Um, and uh, just from the amount of nominees that we had from this province, 58 to be exact, I mean, it's great to see, like, Newfoundland and Labrador do so well uh, on the Atlantic Canada stage uh, at the East Coast Music Awards. Yeah, this is a fantastic province. A lot of talent here. And uh, you're definitely uh, one of those people that are really, really talented. Now, of course, uh, you are, uh, you're not originally from here, of course. Uh, you were born in Hunan, China. But you moved here to Newfoundland and Labrador in the mid-2010s to uh, study ethnomusicology here at MUN. But uh, we'll get to that in a moment. But uh, first things first, uh, just how are things in your world right now, Ching? Good. You know, um, just enjoy my uh, peaceful life here in Newfoundland. Uh, and I live in paradise, you know, literally. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, there's one thing that Zynova said in his song, Don't Tell Me Mother. I live in paradise. Paradise is here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a lovely place. Now, um, of course, I said off the top, uh, you were born in Hunan, China, and um, you uh, played, started playing the, the Guchen at, at six years old. But um, what what else inspired you to pursue uh, music? And in particular, what inspired you to play the Guchen? So, you know, Guchen is a traditional Chinese instrument. I uh, I think most Chinese people would have a special feeling with it. Uh, I know some people, some Chinese people, especially immigrant Chinese um, uh, folks here, they keep this instrument just uh, to to kind of have a tie with Chinese culture. So it's very meaningful for many Chinese uh, the, um, heritage uh, people with the Chinese heritage. So uh, that's how I got into this music field um, because many people in my family, like a big family, they work in this music industry. And my aunt actually is a fantastic Gujian player. She's still uh, teaching and uh, performing in my hometown in Hunan province. And uh, that she she was my first uh, teacher teaching me the Gujian. You know, I was very... I was very young. I was just a little girl, you know. Oh, I was wow. so <laughs> amazed by her performance. And I was like, oh, yeah, I want to be like her, you know, playing this instrument. And they're so beautiful, elegant, and all that. Yeah. Anyway, that that was the beginning <laughs> of my journey. Now, um, uh, I've seen the Guchen up close, and uh, it kind of looks like a real big Chinese kind of hammered dulcimer. Now, of course, I, I had Brian Cherwick on the podcast uh, not too long ago he had the uh tenali uh which is a ukrainian uh, kind of hammer dulcimer uh is that a fair comparison is that like a fair description of the guchen to uh to uh the listeners who may not know uh, much about it so i guess instead of calling it like a hammer dulcimer that kind of thing it's more like a zither uh, because there is a chinese um hammer dulcimer like uh, it's called the yang qing uh, so this one is actually a zither with 21 strings. So you play with your fingers, 
you wear finger picks, of course, and you play with your fingers. So it's um, laser. Yeah, that is wonderful. And um, I just seen you play the Guchen there. Uh, you were wicked good at it. And um, just from you know being in the audience and just seeing the audience and watch you play, they're just in awe of you know what you can do with this thing. Yeah, that's my baby. Uh, <laughs> so you know, <laughs> I have been with uh, it for a long time. So I, um, I really like. Uh, I feel like I really know it, and uh, it's part of my life. And I practice it a lot, actually. Especially when I was young, you know, I I, I took courses and all that. And my mom would push me to practice this instrument every day. Well, oh no, it's not fun, uh, especially for a little girl like that, uh, like me at that age. Um, but uh, that's how how I train myself, you know, how I um, like uh, become today, become uh, become the the current uh, um, player. So mm-hmm. I would say really thanks to to my mom for doing that, like uh, pushing me uh, really hard. I'd say, and uh, she definitely deserves a lot of credit, and. Um... So uh, let's actually go to uh, your uh, study of music because uh, you studied music uh, right after the hop when you uh, started going to university. You studied music performance at Hunan University, arts management at Central South University, and you also came here to St. John's to study uh, ethnomusicology here at MUN. So uh, what is it about music that you enjoy studying uh, so much? So at first, for my um, bachelor's degree, I thought, you know, uh, I've been learning and playing this instrument for so long. And it's kind of a natural part for me to just do a music degree and uh, on this instrument. Um, and that's what I did. I went to Hunan Normal University to study Gujan performance. I learned many like, contemporary professional compositions and like all these classical you know, trained musicians. And then after I finished my bachelor's, Degree, I, I feel like I wanted to learn more about, um, you know, this uh, market thing. I wanted to, because this is a traditional instrument and uh, it definitely deserves to be, you know, um, promoted more. Even in the Chinese music market, you know, nowadays this um, pop music uh, thing is very uh, kind of um, crazy. So I wanted to promote this traditional kind of uh, instrumental music and uh, I wanted to learn how to do that so I studied uh, arts administration and uh, then after I finished my um, master degree <laughs> I wanted to go abroad oh, you know wow. I wanted to be in another country and you know uh, bring my instruments and uh, you know just to the world you know have that kind of passion <laughs> Uh, that's how I applied uh, for uh, a musicology program at Mount. And uh, luckily enough, I, I got accepted and uh, I, I came here to do my um, PhD degree. So, yeah, I finished it last year. Yeah, that's my whole music education journey. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, to add to that, you've also been involved with various organizations uh, that that uh, really involved about the study of music. Uh, the MAP, the MMAP Center, of course, that's the research of it's a research center for the study of music, media, and place in Newfoundland and Labrador. You were also involved with the We Care Foundation and the Smithsonian Folkways Recordings. And, uh, of course, uh, that's the organization where you find, like, uh, old recordings and uh, songs from uh, Woody uh, Guthrie and Pete Seeger. 
And uh, <laughs> it's really interesting to, to find that you studied uh, uh, at the Smithsonian Folkwave Recordings uh, Museum. Uh, that, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Uh, so at that time, when I, I actually, uh, I worked with their, uh, their, uh, their project. Uh, there is a project named the Learning Pathways. So I was there more for, I say, like the artist researcher. That's my role, and uh, I, I created, uh, I, uh, I created a, like a online course thing, uh, focusing on Chinese court music. So mm-hmm. yeah, I was there more like a scholar, you know, <laughs> uh, rather than musician. But it was really. Uh, meaningful experience because the, I think that project itself is very meaningful. Um, it has connects all the you know traditional music and uh, especially this classic music from uh, long Western countries. So yeah, you should check it out. It's 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 quite amazing. I I, I really enjoyed doing that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'd say for sure, and uh, to learn uh, like all those songs, and especially like from music from the musicians here in this province, I would imagine they, you know, especially with the traditional music scene in here, in Newfoundland and Labrador, they probably would have taken some of those songs that Woody Guthrie and Pete Seeger have probably brought to the forefront, and really made them part of our Newfoundland and Labrador folk music canon. So it's great to see uh, you go and and uh, you know pursue that kind of stuff too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I feel like I'm now a Newfoundlander. You know, that's <laughs> that's actually many people outside Newfoundland look at me like you're a Newfoundlander and uh, you're doing music uh, representing Newfoundland. You know, this multicultural thing. So I I feel like I'm really uh, blessed. Like, and uh, I I can do this. I can really be kind of a sort of a representative if I can uh, of Newfoundland because this is such a lovely, fantastic place. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, yeah, so. Yeah, for sure. And uh, of course, that's going to lead into my next question. Uh, of course, uh, you moved here in Newfoundland to study uh, ethnomusicology at Munn. Um, were there any other deciding factors or uh, motivating factors that want that wanted you to choose here in particular? Yeah, actually, <laughs> many people ask me that question. Um, it's very simple. At that time, I, I had this email kind of conversation with my um, later on supervisor, Ellen Waterman, and uh, she was the dean at that time of school music. So she introduced me to this improvisation project and talked about, uh, you know, all these fantastic music uh, things happening at Mount. I was just so, so intrigued. I, I just wanted to be there, especially um, we, both of us, like no made hand. So the the virtual author you just mentioned in my intro. Um, I, I I love her work and uh, and Han is one of the friends of Doctor Waterman. So that's how we kind of uh, connected to each other. Oh yes, Han is so fantastic. And uh, we we at that time we really wanted to do some improv projects together. So yeah, basically all because of my supervisor. <laughs> Yeah, that's all. That's pretty cool. Um, now, of course, uh, one of your uh, biggest uh, gigs thus far here in the province would have to be uh, when you opened up for Shanigan Nuck, and you actually played with Shanigan Nuck there as well. And um, of course, uh, Shanigan Nuck is one of the most uh, popular and also consistent bands to come out of uh, the new millennium. Um, so, what was that uh, feeling like to uh, you know 
play uh, and open for Shanaganaka, really a band that has really been very consistent over the past 26 plus years. Yeah, they are. I know they are kind of the, the legendary uh, band here. And I was so lucky and I, I still feel so grateful for that opportunity to perform with them. And I learned a lot from them, of course. So, so Chris Andrew, you know the um, I and we we got to know each other through the CBC uh, radio project. At that time, he interviewed me for a uh, for a project uh, like uh, kind oh, wow. of introducing, yeah, <laughs> introducing all these uh, uh, foreign or whatever like a new uh, immigrant uh, uh, musicians in Newfoundland. So so that's how we met each other the very first time. I played uh, for that project for sure, and uh, and uh, I guess he he really loved my music, so he wanted he he just invited me to perform with them. I was like, okay, of course, it would be a great pleasure, you know. <laughs> That's so, Chris for yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. So and then yeah, we just uh, we just did that, um, and then uh, we we did it again for for another show on the Christmas show. So yeah, that it's been it's been a great pleasure for me to work with them. And uh, sticking with uh, legendary performers, you got to perform with Gu Cheng um, legend Mei Han. Um, what was that like for you? And especially, you know, um, where you've been studying music for many years and you're aspiring to become a, a Gu Cheng player. What was it like to perform with really like one of your heroes? Yeah, that's, you know, it's like a magic moment for me. Um, so playing with with Mehan is quite a learning experience. I would say I, I would I, I always feel like I I was like a little child, you know, facing <laughs> a master and uh, and there I feel like there's there's so much I can learn from her. It's just um, um, yeah, I just kind of observe everything she did when we were together, and uh, I just I just love the way she talked. And the, the the way she she played the Gujan, of course, we have different approaches, you know, because our training um is different, it's a little bit different. So her music background uh is more like uh, for this folk, you know, music thing. So she learned the Gujan from, you know, also this legendary uh, uh, Gujan master uh, before. And the, my training is very contemporary, you know, in this conservatory uh, setting and all that. So we have we have totally different music background. Um, because I didn't have chance to learn from all these folk musicians. Uh, at that time, you know, this Gujarat music thing is already very um, systemized, you know, in the university uh, university system, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, I feel like there is so, so many things I, I, I can learn from her. I just, I still, I still learn from her, like, uh, nowadays, uh, uh, through this, uh, online things, you know, I, mm-hmm. I keep tracking her, uh, music events and have workshops and, and I, I don't want to miss any. Yeah. Yeah, that's wonderful. Um, and uh, you've actually done um, some concertos uh, on the Guchen uh, as well. Uh, so the first one you've done was the Congruent Place in 2018. And the most recent one was Jubilant Entanglements, of course, uh, with uh, 
fellow East Coast Music Award nominee Andrew Stantoland uh, this past year, or uh, this year actually, I should say. Um, so what were the processes uh, like of putting those uh, concertos together? Yeah, well, working with Andrew is really like a pleasant uh, process because uh, because he really listens to me, although he is the composer and uh, he he respects all my ideas and uh, he he led me to you know to read the draft and uh, and to give you know some ideas and all that so so this whole collaborative process is just so present for me and um and uh, yeah and uh, Andrew has oh my god I feel like I, I love this so much he he, he has this constant um, crazy ideas of how to play this instrument, yeah. <laughs> and uh, which inspired me a lot. You know, we we had a conversations about how to do, uh, how to add you know some improv parts and uh, this atonal um, movement, and also how how I like uh, ha- have a dialogue with the percussion part. Yeah, so the whole process is so just innovative and uh, I would say also crazy, which I love. And uh, yeah, the, it's just a very, very mind-blowing experience and uh, very new to me. And the orchestra, you know, uh, Newfoundland Symphony Orchestra, the, this group is also fantastic. And yeah, this whole process is just um, so smooth and, uh, and uh, I, I really enjoyed it. That's awesome. Now, um, you actually released your debut album here uh, in 2022, uh, and that actually got you the Best New Artist at the Music and L Awards, and uh, most well-deserved. Uh, it, the album is called The Numinous Journey, and it also got you uh, two East Coast Music Award nominations for Global Recording and Traditional Recording of the Year. Um, I'm going to start with, uh, what was the process of uh, recording these albums like? Because uh, just hearing you play some of these tracks live, I mean, they're just mesmerizing. Yeah. So yeah. So for this album, I because that's my debut album, I tried to incorporate like more like uh, genres as much as possible. So every single track represents a genre. Uh, if you listen to the whole CD, you you can actually have a full picture of what this instrument, what a Gujan can do, you know, for as an instrument and also um, as a tool, like a music tool, that kind of thing. I use it in uh, some parts, I use it almost like a percussion instrument and some parts I do some tricks on the instrument for for my improv uh, uh, track with uh, Teresa and Jake. So yeah, crazy stuff. And also you can hear traditional tune in it, very elegant, um, pentatonic, uh, uh, healing kind of a style. And and I also have a concerto in it with the pianist Chang Chang. So yeah, you can hear many different things. That's my aim of, uh, of doing this album is to just present more a diverse range of genres that you can use this instrument to play. That's awesome. Now, um, we're going to play one of those tracks off the album uh, right after this interview. But um, on the note of, uh, you know, the awards, of course, you uh, received a Rising Star of the Year at the Music and L Awards, and you have two East Coast Music Award nominations. How does it feel to receive uh, recognition for this album, uh, and especially uh, this being your first? Yeah, I, oh my God, I just feel so 
grateful again. I feel like, oh my God, like, uh, moving to Newfoundland is one of the wisest choices I made in my life. <laughs> I love this place. And uh, this place is like magic because after I, after I came here, everything just, everything just changed. You know, my life just changed. Like, uh, my, especially my music life is just so diverse. I never actually expected uh, to be this wonderful when I was making my choice to come here in China, you know. So, so yeah, it's, it's been a wonderful journey here. And, uh, and uh, I'm so glad uh, I, I, I can stay here and uh, receive this community support. Of course, in the meantime, I would also say, honestly, I also feel the pressure for sure. You know, because the rising star of the year, it kind of uh, indicates that uh, you must have more to offer, you know, <laughs> to the community in the future because you are rising, that kind of thing, quote unquote. So yeah, I that's why this year I'm I'm recording a new um CD with uh, my new band. I know you you cannot <laughs> ask mm-hmm. later, but but yeah, yeah I uh, yeah I'm working on it, and uh, I I don't want to let this community down. So yeah, I just work hard to to, to make some new music. Yeah. Listen, you're not letting us down one bit. You are killing it, and uh, you're doing a great job. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Now, um, on the note of uh, doing a good job, uh, you're doing a good job, uh, you know, making an impact and uh, making, uh, you know, Chinese culture and uh, Chinese music heard here in the province. And uh, you did that by uh, forming the uh, the Light Wind Ensemble, the first Chinese music ensemble here in the province. So uh, how did that come together and what, uh, what was the idea behind it? Yeah, so at that time, I just finished my field work in the uh, States and Vancouver. So that's for my PhD research. Uh, in 2019, I went to the state, um, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, uh, New York, and also Vancouver. So several cities in North America because my research project uh, was about uh, the professional Chinese instrumentalists living in North America. North America. So, of course, during this trip, I learned so much. I in different cities, especially in Vancouver. You know, there's a big Chinese music community, and uh, there are many different uh, Chinese ensembles, orchestra groups. I just, I just learned so much, and I really want wanted to apply my <laughs> knowledge, and, you know, fresh knowledge to, to the music here, and I, I wanted to do something um, similar. Uh, as I uh, observed in Vancouver. So I, I thought, oh, I'm going to gather a group of mu- Chinese musicians and do a Chinese ensemble here because we don't have Chinese ensemble here. But so we, the Chinese community is growing and the people need that Chinese music. So, so luckily enough, I, I found uh, two Chinese players in town. One is a DJ player, Pud. Uh, um, playing this uh, flute, you know, bamboo flute called the Diz, and the, another person playing Arhu, which is uh, like a two string zither. Uh, two, uh, yeah, like a, they call it a Chinese violin. Okay. Um, anyway, so yeah, yeah, so very interesting. So, so we we have these three different uh, Chinese traditional instruments. Fantastic. So we're gonna. Do something. We're gonna form this group and present Chinese uh, music 
and uh, you know just let more people know get to know Chinese culture and all that. Um, so yeah, so I, we formed that uh, group and uh, we did our first show at the Cape Mary um, performance series. So and then we keep doing it until you know two two of these uh, players they left the province during the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, they, 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 they don't, they can't. Uh, so, unfortunately, my, my live win ensemble is uh, not, it, it can't, no more. But, uh, uh, but I'm so glad I, I had the experience of forming this Chinese uh, ensemble here, which is quite meaningful, especially for me as a Chinese musician here in Newfoundland. Oh well, that's uh, that's unfortunate that that uh, that uh, disbanded. But of course, at the pandemic, uh, like, what did it not? wreck and what did it not ruin right <laughs> yeah that's true yeah yeah but uh, we all kind of pivot our own ways and uh, uh yeah that's that's why i have a brand new band a fusion band so yeah but um uh one of the bands that you actually recently formed uh which uh is really gonna make some noise uh once you get more gigs under your belt and also once you get some music recorded which i can't wait to hear cha three so uh, it consists of yourself, Brian Downton, and Richie Perez. Of course, we all know Richie Perez uh, from his, uh, you know, his character, Young Richie on Son of a Critch, and uh, him and Mark Critch are great friends. And uh, he's also a musician himself, and he did the co-video collective series during the pandemic. Um, how did you three uh, get together and uh, form this group? Yeah, so um, the, I think the very first time I met Richie was for my uh, CD project uh, last last year, so I actually um, Richie was helping me with the photography. You know, now he's a fantastic uh, photographer. Oh, and uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's so good. So and uh, that that's the first time we uh, met each other and um, doing some photography. And uh, I just love you know talking with him. You know, he's just so funny. I think he's literally the funniest guy I know in this world. <laughs> I'd say. <laughs> I'd say. Yeah, yeah. So and 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 then later I, I got to know that uh, he also plays the guitar and uh, he he he. I actually he's been doing music for a long time. Um, I I think the next uh, thing we did together was doing the RPM challenge. I think he he was doing this RPN challenge with Brian and uh, you know another band, and uh, he invited me to to join to just contribute uh, some uh, Gujian uh, song in it. So we that's that's what we did. Uh, I think the the second thing together, and then right after that, I was doing this Laya Vanya residency. Um, so my Laya Vanya residency theme was you know intercultural music making. Uh, I was looking for musicians, you know, doing this in the cultural experiment. And Richie was one of the, the, the people just just came to my mind right when I thought about this thing. Um, so I invited, yeah, I, so I invited Richie to, to join me to do uh, some intercultural music making. And, uh, and uh, of course, um, Brian as well. That's, uh, that's how, that's, the first, the very first live show we did together for the Laya Maya, you know, the, the the final concert for that residency. Yeah, 
Yeah, I know we really enjoyed it. Uh, so we we keep doing it. So we decided to form uh, like a like a series, to form a band, and uh, record a CD, a vinyl, brand it. Oh, we should do vinyl because nowadays people love vinyl, that kind of thing. Yeah, we we are doing it, and um, I'm so glad that these uh, I have these two guys with me doing this music together. You know, rather than doing this solo, kind of sharing this pressure sometimes mm-hmm. also. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, it's been great. Yeah, that's awesome. And um, we got to hear our new album. I, I, I believe you said there is a new album on the way. Um, when can we expect like a, a studio version of uh, some music that you're working on uh, available to the public? Yeah, so our plan is to record it during summer. And then release it in in fall. So so yeah, pretty soon. Um, we already finished writing the music, so it will be a original like album, and all the songs are original. Um, yeah, so we are working on it. Stay tuned. <laughs> and I cannot wait to hear uh, some of the new music that you're working on. I can't wait to hear Cha Three. Now, um, before we wrap up here and we get to uh, one of your tunes from uh, the Numinous Journey, um, what's next for you? Uh, are there any plans to be up at the East Coast Music Awards in Halifax? Um, are there any uh, plans for any shows here? Uh, what's next for you, Ching? Yeah, um, so musically, um, I'm, so I, I'm, this year I want to focus on this group, you know, Shastri, and then we're going to, we're gonna do the do three shows actually at the ECMA in Halifax in May, and um, yeah, and also we were gonna perform uh, um, uh, in Saint Pierre, the French island. Oh wow! Is that the place? Yeah, in July for festival day, and then we're gonna go um, to Woody Point in September to for the um, contact east. Um, yeah. There's some some uh, touring <laughs> plan on the way. Um, we are very excited. Uh, yeah, in the meantime, we are uh, working on this new album, new CD. So, yeah. Yeah, and uh, for people who want to find out what you're going to be up to next, uh, where can they go? So you can find us on Facebook, Instagram. We have we have Shastri page on Facebook and the Shastri. Um, account on Instagram. We post the music videos there and uh, shows and, uh, you know, also some funny things. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of funny uh, moments, you know, especially when, when Richie is one of us. <laughs> yeah, Richie's more so, than likely the one starting it. <laughs> yeah, you know this. Yeah, so, yeah, a lot of uh, laughter and, uh, yeah, you can find us there social media well ching it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast and having more of a long form interview from the one that we did back in uh, october in cornerbrook um i cannot wait to hear some uh studio versions of uh the work that you're doing with uh cha three and uh best of luck at the east coast music awards uh may 3rd to 7th in halifax nova scotia so ching cha thank you so much for joining me on the musical connections podcast congratulations once again and you enjoy the rest of your day Thank you so much. It's uh, been such a pleasure. Thank you. What a great conversation there with Ching Cha. And um, right now, let's get to uh, one of her songs from her uh, 2022 album, The Numinous Journey. And uh, 
it really goes to show like how much her uh, positive outlook on life really uh, influences her music. And uh, she really puts her heart and soul into her tunes, like this one right here. Here's Fisherman singing in the twilight on the Musical Connections podcast.
All right, that wraps up episode 21 of Musical Connections. Big thank you to Ching Cha for joining me on the podcast this week. And um, we have a couple more interviews set up over the next few weeks that you're going to be hearing uh, next week, April 25th, and, and, the, and the week after that, May the 2nd. On April 25th, we're going to be speaking with singer-songwriter as well as guitarist, virtuosoist Craig Young. We're going to talk about his career playing with Terry Clark, moving back home to Newfoundland, and his brand new group, Blue Star Juniper, with Andrea Monroe of Flower Hill. And that's going to be dropping next Tuesday at 12 noon, Newfoundland Standard Time. And the week after that, we're going to be talking to up-and-coming singer-songwriter Darcy Scott. He's going to be releasing his debut EP, Wasted Spaces, next month. And um, just having a conversation with him uh, back in October during Music Celebration Week. Dude is a top-notch guy. And uh, we go deep into his career so far, and especially, you know, with him being so young, he's achieved so much. So, we're going to be featuring him on May the 2nd. And if you got any uh, new music for newfound releases, or would like to be a guest on the podcast, let me know by emailing me, musicalconnectionsnl at gmail.com. That is musicalconnectionsnl at gmail.com. And of course, new episodes of Musical Connections drop every Tuesday at 12 noon, Newfoundland Standard Time, wherever you get your podcast. Make sure to subscribe to it. And uh, once you're there, leave a comment there as well, as it helps out the show a lot. And make sure to share it with your friends as well on your favorite social media platforms. Thank you so much for connecting this week. I've been your host, Zach Snow. Stay safe and please be kind to one another. And until next time, safe home.